From beach towels to tea towels and from mugs to water bottles, the TNT Shop has it all. Browse our shop now at tntradio.live. You're with Hervoy Morich on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. It is World War Wednesday. We've got great returning guests in the lineup. David Gosselin of Age of Muses.substack.com, returning first hour and lecturer Stuart J. Hooper, second hour to talk world affairs. Uh, A lot is, uh, as always, going on. I thought I'd start with a few quotes. Uh, This one's from Joe Allen who was uh, a couple weeks back on the show, the transhumanism expert. And he says, I firmly believe that, so he doesn't say, he, he, he posted this quote from Henry Adams from 1862, which says, quote, I firmly believe that before many centuries more, science will be the master of men. The engines he will have invented will be beyond his strength to control. Someday sci- science may have the existence of mankind in its power and the human race commit suicide by blowing up the world excuse me for a moment i think uh that that was a you know very insightful foreshadowing of the coming age of scientific dictatorship and technocracy uh and as well alfred Isaias, uh my former professor he commented on um the Assange case, uh, quote, if Assange were to be extradited to the US, no journalist in the world would be safe. Essentially, it would mean that any journalist who publishes information that the US government does not like would be subject to persecution and prosecution. Uh, and my uh, former professor, Alfred, is a, uh, you know inter- um, an expert when it comes to international law and all that stuff. He should be joining me on my podcast uh, in a couple of weeks. He's out there somewhere. He roves around Europe. Every time I message him, he's somewhere in Switzerland, somewhere in France. Uh, who knows? He's roving around uh, Europe and, you know, just the uh, some of the clown world news that we have today, of course, is coming from Ottawa, from Justin Trudeau. Uh, he's complaining uh, about conspiracy theories. He says, um, social media drivers are doing everything they can to prevent people from agreeing on a common set of facts. And I think we're starting to notice a trend uh, here where Tedros, the terrorist of the World Homicide Organization, I think it was last week at the World Government Summit, was complaining about conspiracy theories. Now you've got Trudeau complaining about misinformation and conspiracy theories. And so... It seems for now we are winning the information war, but I'm always dreading what these freaks have up their sleeves uh, and are about to pull out next. So Trudeau, going to be Trudeau. Uh, I thought this was an amusing comment uh, today from Rand Paul, where he says, never, ever let Gavin Newsom anywhere near the White House uh, Rand Paul spoke at the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library and, of course, continued to rip Tony Fauci's handling of uh, COVID. And so I would definitely agree with him. But I think at this point, I don't think it doesn't really matter who is in the White House as uh, 
Putin and others have said uh, it could be Biden, it could be Trump, it could be Newsom. You're just going to have faceless men in black suits, you know, go into the Oval Office and say, this is what you're going to do, which is uh, pretty much every four years. That, that's what goes on. RFK Jr. made an interesting comment. He said, um, quote, he, he commented on basically what I like to refer to as the neo-feudalism Kennedy said, I'm going to get everybody in this generation into a home. Um, we're going now from an ownership society to a rental society. And when you do that, you go from being citizens to being subjects. One of the reasons housing has spiked so much higher than the inflation that's affecting everything else is these giant corporations like BlackRock, State Street, Vanguard, Fidelity, Blackstone, buying up all of the houses. Our kids are having to compete against the biggest corporations in the world, and they can't uh, do it. That is definitely worrying. Um, a little bit of good news here. The SEC closed their Rumble investigation um, in the latest regulatory clearance of global free speech platforms. They've said, based on the info we have as of this date, we do not intend to recommend an enforcement uh, action. So for now, uh, it's looking good for Rumble. Look, they're not a perfect platform, but at least, you know, at least it's, it's something it's light years ahead of Pentagon tube, as I like to call it. Um, and in case you, you were wondering, uh, today it's being reported that 7.2 million illegal aliens have entered the U.S. under the Biden administration. That's an amount greater than the population of 36 states. I mean, th this is an invasion. Uh, you know, it's 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 a it's it's you know it's being financed by the globalists uh, again to take down the United States. Some uh, war news, real quick. Uh, concerns over a third world war are legitimate, said Lukashenko, Belarus's leader, yesterday. Uh, as uh, the country's Russian uh, Russia online leadership solidified plans to be prepared as much as possible for future confrontation. He said, the world has again come to the brink of the abyss. So um, nothing really new there. Uh, and this was fascinating on the Russian telegrams. Russia is ready to f uh, finally destroy the mechanism of financial sanctions of Western countries. Russia intends to digitally unite the financial infrastructures of the participating countries. Uh, they want to build bridges between exchanges and depositories of different countries. This means that mutual settlements between investors will proceed seamlessly through digital platforms and digital financial assets. And it says, of course, of course, everything is heading towards the fact that Russia will actively offer the digital ruble as a means of payment on the world stage. The PRC China has its own digital yuan. But it's not included in the country's foreign trade. Why? Due to significant dependence of Beijing's economy on the dollar, the Chinese are not ready to aggravate relations with the U.S. on this issue. At least for now, Russia has no reason to make any compromise in digitalization uh, if it is possible to use digital solutions to bring down the entire mechanism of financial sanctions of Western countries. Then so be it. Uh, so that is pretty strong rhetoric. Uh, right there a reminder not to miss out on a thing you can download the, the tnt radio app from either the apple app store or google play store so you can easily watch or listen live to us anywhere anytime available right now to download 
keeping you up to speed on today's news talk TNT. Giving you what you want. I want the fact. Today's news talk radio TNT. According to a new report from the watchdog group, open the books.com, the federal government spent $8.5 million in taxpayer funds to produce a number of podcasts, several of which promoted left-wing ideology. Here with the story, joining me now is TNT News producer Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. Thanks, Rory, because who doesn't like their taxpayer dollars being used to fund propaganda? Uh, the According to a report from the New York Post on all of this, the watchdog group, again, that's openthebooks.com, uh, they found that between February of 2020 and September of 2023, at least 58 podcasts were produced using 8,535,550 in taxpayer funds provided by the government through grant programs and other federal funding. During that same period, the government spent $323.7 million on overarching projects that included the podcasts, uh, according to the report, according to the Post. Uh, Open the Books noted that both foreign and domestic entities received the funds. Hmm. The National Endowment for the Humanities, NEH, and the National Endowment for the Arts, NEA, both federal government agencies issued most of the grants. According to the NEH's website, the agency has awarded more than $5.6 billion through over 64,000 grants. Last year, the two agencies had a combined budget of $207 million, which was an increase of $45 million compared to 2020. The Post reported that some of the podcast topics included history, art, literature, science, languages, and religion. According to the Watchdog Organization's report, several of the shows were, quote, left-wing ideological agitprop, end quote. A Southern History podcast, which received $370,000 from the NEH and NEA, featured an episode titled, quoting here, Bedfellows Forever, How 19th Century Male Romantic Friendships Queer Our Understanding of Historical Masculinity, end quote. The host, who is described as, quote, grappling with how to define his own relationship with his best friend, end quote, explores accounts of, quote, 19th century men who clasped hands, hugged, shared tears, wrote deeply intimate letters to one another, and shared beds, end quote. Another podcast received $227,000 and, well, $227,420 from the NEH and featured an episode in 2021 titled The Little Pronoun That Could. Mm -hmm. It discussed a, quote, new gender-neutral pronoun which challenged Swedish grammar norms, end quote. Uh, Here, let's pick out another one. Uh, How about this one? Purple Royale. Purple Royale. This was a podcast that, quote, addresses issues and stories affecting trans and intersex lives in Zimbabwe. And, yeah, it's exclusively funded by the State Department. And that received $5,000 of your taxpayer money if you happen to be a taxpaying American. Uh, Want another one? 
Uh, why not? Uh, let's do uh, this one. The Queen's Memory Podcast, uh, $228,546 from the NEH. An episode in 2020 titled Uprising focused on the, quote, continued self-education on racism, end quote. It featured, quote, firsthand accounts, end quote, from individuals who, quote, participated in the Black Lives Matter movement, end quote, and attended the protests that, quote, swept across the country, end quote. Uh, there's lots more examples like this, Ravori. Very interesting stuff, knowing that uh, that's where your taxpayer money goes. What do you think? Yeah, my, my favorite where it says uh, the, the episode titled The Heroes We Need to Defeat the Coronavirus, using superhero characters to encourage children to obey, you know, to follow the government's guidance, to, to, to obey the government's uh, rights. You know, any national endowment uh yeah no thanks stay away from it whether it's the national endowment for democracy or the national endowment for the humanities uh no no thank you you know and and i was thinking raucous it's it's interesting that it takes them so much money and in infrastructure to pump out this liberal globalist junk uh where there's you know many of us whether it's you know little old Patrick um, Henningsen and his 21st century wire, his his lean, um, lean little battleship there as he called it at Anarchapulco, or you know just myself, skeleton crew with my podcast, the uh, the effects that we could have as these mini operations against the system. Meanwhile, they've got to spend all this money to try and make a a, a dent. It's it's. It's, it's pathetic um but again the, the, you know that's what they do best they use our own money against us you know it was reported like a month back some weeks ago that uh i think 60 percent of the wef funding world economic forum i might be getting the number off but it was u.s taxpayers we're funding davos we're uh we're in a way we're financing the illegal uh alien invasion because you know they're getting these debit cards which i guess comes from our tax money we're financing the U ukraine war and so uh it's 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 sad that this is happening uh, i think we just have to do what we're doing um harder ruckus yeah your thoughts yeah i don't know i'm actually kind of sickened by this in particular the one that you mentioned there the um the the, the comic book superheroes the the name of the podcast is a kid's science podcast called brains on uh half a million dollars or more uh of my taxpayer money basically uh went to that one uh and the superheroes uh just so you know the names that were going to help defeat coronavirus sergeant socially distanced the masked mentor the test master and the vaccinator Lovely stuff. Uh, just garbage. It just really absolutely pisses me off uh, two ways uh, because it was the taxpayer dollars. Nobody had a clue. Nobody signed up for this, you know, when they decided to, to pay taxes. And then, as you mentioned, to then turn that around against the people and propagand to propagandize against us. What's that? This is the rescinding of that one act, the Smith-Munt Act that everybody talks about, right? The appeal of that under Obama. That's why now the U.S. government is not against the law for them to, you know, use propaganda against us, right? And here we are. Yeah, you just made me think again of the, of that uh, podcast trying to brainwash um, children into obeying the government mindlessly. I back in 2022, I was in uh, my homeland of Croatia, and we were in a Croatian supermarket, and one lady. There's only one lady wearing a mask, face mask, and my kid asked me. She she observed like. 
it's weird. Why is she wearing a mask? No one's wearing a mask. And my kid couldn't compute. I tried to explain to her, you know, that person was brainwashed by the government, by the evil government imposing this totalitarian insanity. And my kid's just kind of like staring at me like, I have no idea what you're, <laughs> what you're talking about. One day she'll, you know, one day soon she'll she'll start uh, understanding. And so again, it's it's up to the parents. And uh, a shout out to the shout out in the chat. Uh, someone says, "Hi, Hudovoy, a massive fan of geopolitics and empire, checking me out for the first time on TNT." Uh, says essential edutainment. Okay, edutainment. Uh, I'll take it. Well, uh, thanks for finding me here on uh, TNT, and uh, thanks for the update. Wreck us uh, catch up with you in a bit. We got David Gosselin beaming in from Montreal, Canada. We'll be right back. TNT's Misty Winston. The Australian Parliament recently, I think it was yesterday, passed a motion 86 to 42. Uh, it was put by independent MP Andrew Wilkie, who is a longtime very vocal supporter of Julian Assange. Uh, and this was about, it said that the incarceration for extradition of Julian Assange has gone on for too long. The UK and USA should bring the matter to a close so that Mr. Assange can return home to his family. Um, and Wilkie tweeted out, I successfully moved a motion to recognize the importance of bringing Julian Assange's extradition to an end. The government voted for it in an unprecedented show of political support for Julian. The US must heed these calls and drop the extradition and that is uh unbelievable kind of misty winston on today's news talk tnt a better business tip from tnt radio news talk radio listeners are some of the most active and involved listeners of any format tnt radio listeners rely on tnt radio often as their primary source of information they trust tnt radio and are highly engaged with the content if you'd like more information about advertising on TNT Radio, simply fill out your details on our contact page and we'll be in touch. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. Ladies and gentlemen, today's news talk. News and information. TNT Radio. All right, coming back on the Rebel Transmission is David Gosselin. Uh, you know, he, he's he's coming from a different perspective. And I think that the sort of work that he does is important. A lot of deep literature and, and philosophy. Uh, and that's something I think that we have to constantly remind ourselves uh, that, that we also need to be reading and, and, and thinking along these lines. Uh, he's a student of classics and languages, speaks five uh, languages. His poems, translations and essays can be read at The Chained Muse dot com uh as well as on substack at age of muses.substack.com i'll drop those links in the chat how are you doing david good how about yourself doing pretty good i just came back from anarchapulco uh in acapulco for a week uh experienced three earthquakes in five days good times uh otherwise i can't complain and because you're up there in Canada, I, I don't think you saw the clip, but today apparently um, Trudeau came out and we're, we're noticing a trend. Ted Rose, the terrorist of the WHO last week at the World Government Summit, was complaining about conspiracy theories. Trudeau uh, today, yesterday, complaining about conspiracy theories. He said there's a deliberate undermining of mainstream media by conspiracy theorists following masses of people no longer believing um, the government uh give me a thought on that i mean i think it's it's funny it's good news right there there's a panic um 
And I mean, I think for people who are still not sure, right, we've all been hit, saturated with a lot of propaganda. I think we can just observe that we can, it's easy to overcorrect or undercorrect. You know, there's people who are like, I don't believe in conspiracy theories. And then there's people who believe everything is a conspiracy theory. Uh, one is just as bad as the other, right? Like if you say there's no conspiracy theories and everything is what it appears, it's just like going full Q. You know, you're, you're just as much uh, in something as if you don't believe there are, uh, if you believe everything are conspiracies. I think the only question is, what are the actual conspiracies? And uh, we need to practice discernment, right? And that's the most reasonable thing we could do. Otherwise, we're just overcorrecting in, in one direction or the other. Yeah, and, and I just I happened to come across Benny Wills, who I think a lot of people know was a comedian, uh, Joy Camp. He did these great skits, and I, I found one um, of he's got a newsletter, and he posted this last month. He says, uh, "What happened to the truth movement?" is the title of the article, and he he says, "Here's I just took an excerpt." He said, "The awake crowd." is as unsufferable as the woke one changed my mind the mean-spirited mudslinging and public shaming are the online norm uh checking the timeline on facebook for instance is a disheartening experience um you know i'm right you're wrong and not only are you wrong you're also a stupid idiot many on the alternative or conspiracy side of things have fallen into the same trap as the sheep they condemn arrogant allegiance to ideas beliefs and uh opinions and i think that sort of adds to what you were um saying and yeah as you said they they, they seem to be um a bit afraid uh so we're doing a good job uh and i also did want to get um just a quick thought from you on julian assange uh, i think it's it's important we discuss his case uh and tnt has been covering uh the events out there in in london and, and we're just going to play a, a short clip by uh, stella assange and then maybe get your thoughts on assange's plight how pathetic the U.S. case is. They have to rely on lies. And then the prosecutors say, don't question these lies because that would offend our ally. Fourteen years on, all they can do is repeat the lies from the very first Pentagon conference, press conference talking points sheet. What they're trying to argue is that state secrets trump revealing state crimes. This is the balance they're trying to shift. They want impunity, they don't want to be uh, scrutinized, and journalism stands in the way. And in that courtroom, they are having to make their position increasingly clear. They have to admit that what they're doing is criminalizing journalism, is criminalizing the truth. They are liars, they are criminals, and they are persecuting the journalists who expose them. Julian is a truth teller, he is a political prisoner, and the world is watching these courts and how they deal with this case. Please be here and come and march to Downing Street after uh, the proceedings are over this afternoon. So David, you, you have uh, in your work, you take a long view of history. You go back to ancient Greece, 
uh, ancient Rome. Um, and, you know, you look at things like democracy, uh, you know, humanism, uh, you, you know, from which came a lot of uh, the rights that we have today. What sort of your take on um, Assange's plight? Well, I mean, the first thing I was thinking of, this was pointed out uh, actually by a podcaster, Tim Dillon, that I always listen to, and I always manage to mention at least once, but he made a funny, obvious point for anybody who's not sure how to think about something like what's going on with Assange. Notice how the media has a total love fest with the uh, latest Alexei Navalny news. Like, oh my God, an opposition figure, you know, it's a total uh, love fest. And you had the same with uh, uh, Boris Nemtsov, I believe, which, again, there's all sorts of psyops where it's always being pinned on, like, you know, the Russian government. But there's evidence to suggest in all these cases that uh, there's more going on. And Alexei, for example, he was caught, you know, asking for $20 million. It's on video in a meeting with an MI6 representative. You know, he's like, this is what we need if we're going to have a, a strong color revolution. So compare that with how Assange is being treated, right? And really being uh, tortured through uh, the solitary confinement, which is really the worst thing that can happen to anybody, right? You know, like there's a lot of inmates, if they have a choice between living their life in solitary confinement or the death penalty, like the death penalty doesn't sound that bad. If you're just going to be closed off, you lose your sense of time, perspective, morale, there's no orientation. So, I mean, this is stuff they do in MK Ultra, right? You would really isolate people and then they're much easier to, to reprogram after long bouts of isolation. We saw that with the pandemic, right? People being sort of locked up and all the wild effects that that actually had on their uh, personalities, their minds, their feelings. So just imagine they're doing that to Assange times a million. And he's still, he's hanging in there. But yeah, it's definitely something that people have to see through the hypocrisy. You know, what is it they don't uh, want us to see? And like RFK put it, uh, he made a nice point when he said, we're going to do a new experiment. We're going to try a radical experiment of telling people the full truth. Right. I think we're, we're in that, you know, TNT is also part of that experiment, right? Just telling people the full truth and see where things land, see where chips land. That's the experiment now. Yeah, and and, and just to correct so people don't, because I've seen po people post this incorrectly. It was Navalny's. It's 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 the same at the end of the day. Navalny's campaign manager who met with the um, British spy asking for tens of um, millions. I wonder why doesn't Russia have a love fest with Julian uh, Assange? Um, they're not very. They're not as good. Uh, on the information war front, as the West is, Putin just I, I think recently revealed this. He said he's in the whether, whether it was in the Tucker Carlson interview or somewhere else. He said the West is number one when it comes to the the control of the media landscape. Uh, we're going to jump to our headlines real quick, uh, David. We'll be right back. TNT Radio News. I have some exciting news for TNT. This is James O'Neill. Lawyers representing the American government argued before Britain's high court that WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange should be extradited to the United States to face espionage charges. Victoria's emergency services are bracing for severe weather conditions with temperatures expected to exceed 40 degrees in some areas, accompanied by storms, 80 kilometer per hour winds, and dry lightning. 
Don't miss a thing. Be sure to download the TNT Radio app from either the Apple App Store or Google Play so you can easily listen live to us anywhere, anytime. Available right now to download. Keeping you up to speed on TNT Radio. The website is ageofmuses.substack.com and we're talking to David Gosselin. He just dropped a new stack titled Breaking the Binds, Curing Western uh, Schizophrenia. Uh, and I always love digging into your work. Uh, what have you been looking at uh, lately? Well, I thought that was, a, yeah, that was a piece I ran that I originally wrote a while ago and now I updated it. Um, really, I've continued down the rabbit hole of basically demystifying the whole luciferian self-help self mk ultra culture that we've sort of uh seen take over the west if you will you know people talk about mk ultra as some crazy experiments that happened in the past but the pro program was shut down xyz uh but really you just see that this stuff was it's kind of part of the culture now you know people will uh there's many different ways to repattern people right which i think is a useful word uh, but really the idea of repatterning Western civilization away from what is a traditional, let's say it's traditional Judeo-Christian uh, roots into something very different. And at the heart of this, you know, we, we opened with conspiracy theories and the fact that there's a lot of overcorrection or undercorrection, you know, but saying you don't believe in any conspiracies is just as extreme as going full Q and just waiting for the next Q drop and like the white hats to like strike. It's just as bad. Um, if we can agree on that, then the only question is, well, discernment. How do we discern uh, the truth from reality, from the clever imitations and the things that are sold as truth that make us maybe feel good or sound good, uh, but there's something beneath it. And so one of the keys, I think, if once we become aware of this, is the whole, is the idea of the self, the worship of self, uh, which is the Luciferian ethos, as opposed to what people look for when they think of these kind of conspiracy things, which is, you know, where's the guy with the plastic devil horns? So a lot of people who like, I don't believe in conspiracy theories, it's really just they have cartoonish conspiracy theories in their mind and they don't really know how to think about the real thing but yeah the self-help stuff if you think about uh tim dylan again great comedian podcaster he pointed out uh in one of these recent podcasts most people are made to have families and get a job right like that's just the standard lot that's good and people function relatively well they fare well when they have that but now we have entire generations of people especially younger adults who have sort of ditched all that uh, to realize their full self-actualized self. You know, so if you look at Twitter, if you look at all the social media, like how to reach peak performance, get into your flow state, uh, you know, become your best self. This stuff, if we trace the history of it, you know, I have some fun books here. Dianetics, right? Ron L. Hubbard's Scientology. This is like one of the old versions of this book uh how can you maintain a positive attitude what is the source of stress problems and negative emotions in your life what is stopping you from accomplishing what you want that's dianetics psycho cybernetics known as one of the bibles of self-help uh 
in the uh, written in the 60s is all about visualizations imagining your ideal self where you're just killing it all the time and it's adapted from cybernetics which was the military uh, radar systems and norbert wiener's uh, sort of complex mathematics adapted to modeling the human brain and human societies with the idea of feedback loops so in the same way that they would use feedback loops to trace the missiles with the radar and all that uh, with this became like a religion that was adapted to how do we uh, pattern and repattern the the affectation the feelings that people have towards different images and in this way repattern the images of men repattern the image they have of themselves and so psycho cybernetics which gave birth to really uh, th this whole era of self-help in a sense is just derived from that and so people will practice you know first it's five minutes then it's 10 minutes so it's like a meditation idea adapted to visualizations and this is also uh, neuro-linguistic programming the structure of magic uh, has a cool uh, sorcerer all about how the structure of language can be used to change how we feel so that in that you have the origin of all the self-help stuff that we is so ubiquitous today right I, I don't know where i hear it everywhere i don't think there's anywhere we don't hear it and so the question is just is it really just that is it really just to like become your best self uh you know like out of context i think is the key the traditional idea is you know we have a self made a healthy self made in the image of god everybody has a divine spark xyz uh, and so the radical version of that is the luciferian sort of perversion uh do as thou wilt that's crowley but that's also uh the hellfire club uh is what was written in the abbey um of the rabelais uh the abbey of philemma and uh, it was an anti-monastery. So everything in reverse, people are living for their pleasure um, and their, their own will rather than for law, for this, for that. So you can trace this stuff back and uh, the effects, what effects has it had on people? I think it's something to, to ponder, you know, what is the self and have we gone too far? I, I like how you put the to self MK Ultra uh, uh, ourselves, and I think of people like Tony Robbins, who's a fellow Croatian. I believe his parents came from Croatia, but I looked at him into his stuff, and you've got, as you said, just hundreds now of these Tony Robbins people, um, and I, I I file them in, in in my view, I file them under like false prophet, uh, false prophets, right? You spend all this money and it's just, just all magic and wizard wizardry they make you feel good they play with your emotions and at the, at the end of the end of the day what what you know what is there I, because i came across recently uh this guy called noah kagan who used to work for facebook and he he, uh, he offers useful stuff when it comes to productivity and he attended a robin's thing and he wrote uh, on his uh website why he left early and you know that also makes me think of my experience at Anarchapulco last um week and you know it was a fun event um in general good people attending 
interesting speakers. And I don't dislike some of the people that I criticize in this regard, but uh, I can tell you, 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 you cited Crowley and there was a lady, I, I felt like alt media events now, like Anarchapoco and others are filled with these people that you're talking about now, the self-help, self-help type stuff. And it's like everyone now left and right are just promoting all these types of self-help, um, podcasts and, and, uh, themes. And there was this lady called Beth Martins. Um, she actually cited Crowley at Anarchapulco. So she was talking about some self-help thing, um, very heavy in the theosophy. And she said, as above, so below Alistair Crowley. And it's just not, you know, one speaker after another talking about literally gnosis, uh, Gnostic stuff, the theosophy, how we can, uh, you know, shadow work, all this sort of stuff. And, as you mentioned, that, that clashes with my biblical worldview. I've had good friends here in Mexico who do, you know, just as an example, they kept pushing me to do secular marriage counseling. We never had an issue, but I just thought, you know, my biblical, this, for me, the answers are in the Bible. It's like, you know, love your wife. I don't need any of these psycho babble. You know, if there's a, there are issues, just basically figure them out. Or, uh, you know, I've, I've the, as you mentioned, the Judeo-Christian worldview, I think remedies, um, a lot of things, but uh, your further thoughts. Yeah, well, I'd say, I mean, I think part of the reason, I think this is where we have to get into the nuance. Part of the reasons that, you know, I wanted to talk about R.D. Lang as well, we'll probably do more of that in the second segment, uh, and how this spills into the culture, right? Because we talked about the self-help stuff, um, but that's just one side of it, right? Then you see how this same Luciferian uh, ethos spills over into the into the music, into the film, into the culture, uh, and psychology. R.D. Lang was very big with the divided self, and he does talk about this kind of thing. R.D. Lang was a, and this is going to come full circle to what you say, but R.D. Lang was a Tavistock associated psychiatrist, uh, very famous, so it became very popular for his, idea, his work with uh, schizophrenia and schizophrenics. And he made some observations about, you know, Judeo-Christian or not. I think that's the that's the thing that sometimes we we forget. Like there's sickness in every society, right? Like very few families are fully are not don't have some quality of dysfunction, right? And so the idea of making ourselves better or becoming the best people that we can be that's human. That's really just normal. And I think the stuff with the self-help is that it takes. A lot of these things are good as trips, right? As techniques, you know, like visualizations, it's not a bad thing. You know, if you're living in a hard time in your life, unless you can imagine, you know, the kind of life that you want, uh, as somebody pointed out in, in one of these self-help videos that, again, I'm always curious, uh, he says when people get over trauma or like great tragedies, they're not the ones who are just like in psychotherapy, replaying the trauma out and talking about it for 30 years. They're the people who get excited about the kind of life that they would like to have, the kind of relationships that they want to have with their family, with their friends, and they work on it. But this is, this is why cults work, right? Like everybody's like, you know, how come there's all these weird cults? What was the Manson family? How could anybody, uh, you know, co-sign any of this stuff? Well, it's because people have pain, right? They, they're, they're hurting or they're confused and, you know, Scientology. There's a reason people first stick around. Auditing is all about sort of being true with yourself, you know, and you got the meter 
that's so it's going to obviously they get you to confess stuff and then they can use it against you all these problems right but that's why it partially works right there are techniques same thing with meditation you know there's nothing wrong with breathing or learning to breathe uh you know whether for difficulty sleeping xyz but so the bad guys what does evil do evil is imitation so they will take things that are good or qualities of things that are good and they'll find a way to package it and use it to to sell their thing right so you want to become your best self your fully self-actualized self here are these tools but what happens when there's no context for that right like in the judeo-christian idea for example there's a basic image of man made in the image of god and there's all sorts of implications for that man is not this independent creature that where there's no man has a soul we're not animals right that's a key thing so we have animal instincts that are there to guide us and keep us alive you know the systems are running 24 7 but human beings don't just stay animals right we develop our faculties that's why we have art and culture so the bad guys basically just pervert this stuff and they formalize it so that you can repattern people right you get once somebody's attached and they feel they've felt a bit better you start to introduce new stuff same with gnosis right if you've had bad experiences like in the church in a church or an organized religion and then you meet this this new group you know that's all about spirituality and you know your deeper self it can sound appealing at first at the surface but we want to know like what's under that and then you know revisit things from the top yeah I, I had a few comments here but it's time for our break again david's website is subscribe to substack ageofmuses.substack.com find him uh follow him on twitter x as well gosselin underscore b and uh the other website thechainedmuse.com uh, we welcome comments or questions call in drop them in the chat or email me we'll be right back Give me a minute with TNT Radio's Steve Malzberg. Probably the biggest story of last week was Joe Biden's cognitive ability or lack thereof. And it was two weeks ago that Biden, on the same day that the special counsel released his report on Biden's documents that he had hidden and claiming that Biden didn't remember when his son Beau died, Biden reacted this way. Lester, President Biden became heated, you'll remember, responding to the special counsel's assertion that he could not remember within several years when his son Bo died. Last week, the president criticized her for asking him about it. How in the hell dare he raise that? Frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, it wasn't any of their damn business. Ah, but NBC News broke this story and ruined the Biden narrative. But tonight, NBC News has learned that her never asked that question, according to two people familiar with the interview last fall. They say it was the president, not her or his team, who first introduced Bo Biden's death. The sources say the president got the date, May 30th, correct, but not the year. This is huge news. So Biden was never asked about his son's death. He brought it up. Now, is he lying about all this or does he not remember? Either way, can you say 20 Fifth Amendment now. Thanks for giving me a minute. I'm Steve Malsberg. Catch my show Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on TNT. 
<laughs> My baby's back from the West Coast. <laughs> Here are those pictures that you asked for for your school project. First day of school, cute as a button. <laughs> so long ago. Oh, here's Grandma Florence after that flood wiped out the whole neighborhood. Sometimes I just cannot believe all the storms we've gone through here. I can only hope that we'll be able to leave this house to you one day, baby. You're our legacy. Planning for these disasters will make sure we're safe. And it's the best way to protect that legacy. Ah, those beans smell heavenly. Mm -hmm. Give Mom a little credit. You know what? We should make an emergency communication plan. That way we're ready this year. Oh, great you. idea. At my dorm, we have emergency kits for earthquakes and wildfires, but I'm sure there's something more local I can send you with the link. Okay. Smart. I'm coming to share with you guys. Protect your legacy. Plan for natural disasters today. Visit ready.gov forward slash plan. Pervoy Morich on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. It's our final segment here with David Gosselin of ageofmuses.substack.com. And just, you know, just what you were saying, again, there are a number of things in and of themselves that aren't bad. Like I've been to some of these conferences and they're talking about, well, they call it breath work or breathing. Um, and I think that's not a bad thing. You know, a lot of us have issues with breathing properly, doing exercises so it can be used in a neutral fashion, but the way that they applied it, it was in a very, again, uh, religious way. They were talking about like it could say you could save yourself somehow through, it, you know, the, it was almost the same as as prayer, um, and just you know a few other examples. You know, there are things people will disagree with me, but I don't believe that yoga can be practiced it's it's not a neutral thing i believe yoga is specifically a religious practice and you cannot separate it and so i as a christian would not never you know do yoga but exercise again exercise is a separate thing or stretching uh, again breathe breathing exercises can be used neutrally or as part of this sort of gnostic religion uh and you know some of the people that i met recently they were talking they're they're giving courses um where they describe them uh, as as you know spiritual. I don't even know what this stuff means. Uh, they talk about guide guiding you, uh, guidance, uh, gnosis, Buddhahood, Christ consciousness, soul um, intelligence, all this sort of stuff. But um, yeah, your, your further thoughts on on these issues? Yeah, I mean, these are honestly these are fun and interesting things to get into. I mean, yeah, it's a shame we're, uh, we're already at the last segment. Uh, so I'll just say a few things, but yeah, like you said, I mean, there's a lot of techniques, um, on the, in the Esalen book that I've been, uh, that I finished reading and that I'm now doing a, a much longer paper on Esalen was one of these new age self-help meccas. So this ties all into everything we talked about from psycho-cybernetics, neuro-linguistic programming, um basically there all if you think about altered states like any of these exercises the yoga or whatnot the way they're looking at it let's just talk about how they're looking at it for a second you there mankind human beings uh, experience all sorts of altered states when you're walking you're in an altered state you're not thinking about every uh, step you're taking your automatic systems are doing that for you when you're sleeping you're in an altered state many different things when you're dancing in an altered state so one of the main contentions is that with modern uh western civilization classical greece uh christianity 
uh, man was cut off from accessing all the higher uh, altered states and the archaic ecstasies of, you know, the Dionysian and all that intuitive stuff, right? Getting in touch with your intuitive self, getting in touch with your body, right? So the main critique that they will level is that there was a sort of shaming of the body, right? And that somehow, and it, there's a there's a trick here, it gets really wild. Uh, but basically, uh, people shouldn't be ashamed of whatever, their instincts, right? And so this now, you can go in many different ways. Like yoga, yeah, there are different ideas that you're thinking. It depends what kind. I would say which yoga, to be honest. Like these things are vast. But I would even just zoom out and say when Western audiences are talking about Eastern practices, they're not really just Eastern practices. They're something that has been imported which Western people who know nothing about really the, the Eastern traditions think is East, the Eastern stuff. But that's what Esalen, which is the Mecca for this sort of new age thing, that's what even uh, Crowley, Templo Orientis, like why are they always fascinated uh, with the Orient? Alice Bailey, uh, or was it Bazant? You know, they, they were in India studying the masters of meditation and whatnot because they were getting into these altered states. They were doing all sorts of different things. And so one of the big guys, Arnold Toynbee, who was a head of the British Chatham House, which is like a, a brain trust for the entire Anglo-American empire, he, uh, he observed that the importation of Buddhism into the West would, if, when looking back, be seen as one of the most uh, pivotal changes in, in Western culture. But now this isn't the, just the importation of Eastern practices. It's certain people taking certain ideas and practices and adapting them from their own purpose. And so anybody who's neutral and wants to stay, take a step back, we say, well, what were these purposes? Right? And this is where you get the changing images of man report from the Stanford Research Institute where it's how do we change man's self-image, self-image being the word that was coined in psycho-cybernetics. How do we repattern that? So what are the practices that we can introduce to help solidify uh, and repattern this new sense of self and the positive and negative affectations that you feel towards this idea, towards that idea? And so that's actual the historical context for understanding the import of a lot of eastern practices today and yeah you get the theosophy and underlying it we want to go all the way right i i guess that's the problem and we can't uh you know we have to be charitable here people a lot of people don't have the time or don't go all the way and they're looking for things to help themselves uh but that's why we do the work that we do you know, there's a history to this stuff. It's all intelligible and uh, it's interesting, but it's also liberating, right? Because then we know why certain things have gone, you know, where did it all go wrong, right? In the West, well, we can understand. And if we can understand that, if you can put a name on the problem, you can start to address it. You know, when you mentioned Buddhism, some people don't know that apparently the da Dalai Lama was is a member of the council on foreign relations um 
I think they put him on the list and he was just like, he went with the flow. Um, but also, you know, uh, what you mentioned as well, there were people going to the events that I attend, like Anarchapulco. Uh, I don't even know what it is. They were talking about something called Bufo, which is supposed to be some like crazy out of body, give you that psychedelic experience. Of course, ayahuasca and people were looking for God. They were looking. That's why they were going there to try this stuff. They, they were telling they're looking for God. I, uh, I was told by God to come here. I'm looking for meaning. Uh, and so if you go to this type of event, with as you say like a really open mind again you can be sort of steered in any which direction and, and by the way um david i had a, a couple of weeks back um the host of the occult rejects i had him on the show and he was for five years a member of the oto which was fascinating and so we talked a little bit about crowley he, he left that organization but you know how i like how the term that you use cybernetics repatterning this is what they're doing with the technocracy with the smartphones they're, they're using the algorithms. They are repatterning, repatterning us with the technology. And then with these ideas, though, how do you feel that some of these things could serve the um, elites, uh, th th this sort of repatterning? Right. And so, yeah, paying attention to time here, uh, give people a bit of uh, something to chew on. I mean, again, so you, you kind of hit it on the head, I think, when you said people came there, they're looking for God they're looking for meaning. And the first thing that's going to be offered up is altered states. So we have to see that psychedelics, uh, whether it's the psychedelics, whether it's the meditation, whether it's the, and again, I'm not going to say it's all bad or whatnot. We're taking a zoom out, looking at intentions, looking at sort of historical, the organization of movements and actions of certain bodies and organizations, which is what I map out uh, in my articles, uh, Age of Muses. And so you can see the genesis of these ideas. So altered states is this is how you're going to access the divine. This is the thing that Western modern man who is haunted, right, by the demons of technology and modernity and industrialism, we are going to free you. You can get back in touch with that deeper self that has been suppressed by modern civilization. And this is a Freudian idea. So we didn't even, we're gonna have to probably do that another time, but a lot of this stuff, whether it's Esalen, uh, whether it's the Frankfurt School, you know, I've, I've been reading Marcuse, Eros and Civilization, it's all there in the idea of adapting these Freudian ideas that modern civilization is basically the desi man's desires for pleasure, his selfish instincts, animal instincts, repressed uh, in exchange for the current society that we have. So the pleasure principle is subordinated to the re reality principle. So basically, they're playing with that. We're going to free you. You can access all these altered states and get back in touch with the divine. So they're changing what this idea of divine is. And that's at the heart of how they want to repattern civilization. Oh, we're out of time. Yeah. Uh, and for more, people can dig into your Substack, um, age of muses.substack.com. Uh, any other website? That's good. 
All right. Well, we'll have you back on, uh, and I'm sure you'll appear on Matt's program uh, as well. Always uh, really good stuff that you're doing. You're one of the few that I know that I'm following, digging into this stuff. So thank you again, David. All right. I'll be right back after the break. <laughs>